Get connected to the most influential prophet of our times by simply subscribing to Major One Connect, a user-friendly mobile application where you watch Prophetic Channel 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply download, install, and subscribe. On this app, you will get your personalized prayer for healing, breakthrough, and salvation messages. Enjoy the amazing features of Major One Connect from wherever you are around the world. Available on both Android and iOS. Do you need a prayer for healing, breakthrough? Pray along with Major One. Distance is not a barrier. Connect in faith as you witness God's healing power. Receive your healing. Listen to Major One, the most influential prophetic voice, and get inspired with unique revelations now. Major One Connect. Do you know a prophet? Do you know a prophet can, can lay a hand on you, sir, and tell you even the number of days that your story must change. Do you know that? Do you know I can give you hours? I'm not trying to ask because I know you know because you have seen these things happening right in our midst. You have seen people, I mean, testifying here and telling you how they were and how they are now. You have seen God doing instant miracles. You have seen people, God, God changing their lives, including yourself. That's not how you used to believe before. Even your faith changed. So you, 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 have, you, have, you, have, you have the faith in you that it can happen. But I want you to get one thing in your mind right now. You need a prophet. If you want to go fast, Go alone. But if you want to go far, go with a prophet. There was a short way from Egypt to Israel. It's actually a three days journey. There was a short way. If they wanted to go fast, they would have taken a short way, but they could have gone alone. But if you want to go far, follow every instruction. Go with a prophet. So I told you about it. I told you, you need one, a problem. Two, you need opposition. Don't worry when you, you go to workplace and they, everyone is fighting you. When everybody's opposing your family, people are opposing you for being you, for, for being what you're doing. And they're like, everyone, everyone seems to hate you for, 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 for the work you're doing, for the business, for the project you're doing. And everybody hates you for that. Don't worry, it's part of the ingredients to reach the prophetic destiny. And number three, you need a prophet. Now, when I look at you, you have a problem. One, you have opposition. Two, you have a prophet. 
So we are already meeting halfway of the, of the steps. Now, number four, you need what? Consistency. What do we mean? For you to reach your prophetic destiny, you need to be consistent. Very consistent. Hannah prayed for the first time. There was no solution. Second time, there was no solution. She kept on praying. Kept on praying until the angel of the Lord came with the solution. She reached her destiny because of consistency. I told you. Elisha, he prayed for the dead boy, for the dead child, I mean. For a long time, for the first time, there was no resurrection. Second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth. He prayed and prayed until the child came back. If you want to reach your destiny, there must be consistency. You can't say, I've been going to church the whole year and nothing's changing. I'm stopping now. You are not stopping for the church. You are stopping. The, the enemy is stopping you. Because the enemy does not fear you, but he fears your destiny. And I told you, when Moses was born, there was a decree to kill all baby boys because the devil knew who Moses was. And it was not an issue of killing Moses, but it was an issue of killing what Moses would do in the future. The reason why the enemy is fighting and the devil is fighting you is not because he's fighting you, but he's fighting who you are, what you can do, what you can achieve, what you can... He, you have abilities and capabilities. And the enemy is not happy for that and he is trying to destroy you because he knows this young girl, she's a great woman. This, this woman is a great woman. This young boy is a great man. And this man is a great man. And the enemy is fighting your greatness, not you. He looks at you and he says, I will spare you. That's why you are so healthy. But nothing around you is healthy. You're used to breathing, but your business is not breathing. The enemy has nothing to do with you. He's trying to finish what you're about to become. You're trying to finish your school until now you can't finish. You have your CV, you can get a job, and you're working, there's no promotion. You're working as if nothing is happening. It's as good as not even working. The enemy knows, says, I will destroy him. He's not after you as a person. He wasn't after the babies he was killing in, in Egypt. It was an issue of Moses. Not Moses as a, a human being, but Moses as a prophet. The devil has nothing to do with you, but he has everything to do with your destiny. The enemy didn't want to kill Moses, but the enemy wanted to kill the prophetic destiny of Moses. Right now, what's happening with you? The enemy is not fighting you. He's fighting what you can do. He knows this one. If we leave this one untouched, she'll be the one, you know, building Institute Church. He'll be the one helping in this ministry. He'll be the one helping his family and that mother of his who is sick. No, no, no. No, we don't want to do that. Uh, he must be poor. She must be poor. So the, the devil knows he is not dealing with you. There's a greater picture he has of you. Can you imagine? Can you imagine just Moses is just born? 
Imagine Jesus. He's just born and there's a decree. Kill all the babies. You, 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 think, you think the devil wants to kill Jesus as a baby? But the bigger picture. The devil knew there would be major one who would be a Christian. I must stop this Jesus. You know, <laughs> the, devil, the devil is so cunning. He knows a lot of things than you do. In fact, he knows you than you know yourself. He knows your abilities and your capabilities. He knows what you can achieve in this life. He's trying to stop you. But I told you and I'm telling you once again, I will stop the devil tonight. Say, so I will stop the devil tonight. In the name of Jesus. Say it again. I'll stop the devil tonight. I'll stop him from my family. I'll stop him from my life. I'll stop him from my finances. I'll stop him from my ministry. In the name of Jesus. We better stop the devil now. I'm telling you, he's coming stronger and stronger and stronger. But we come in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say yes. Now just sit down a moment. And, and so you need a problem, you need an opposition, you need a prophet. And you need consistency. Don't give up. Keep on moving. Keep on fasting. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. Keep on being prayed for by your prophet. Never give up. Consistency. And number five, we says what? You need anointing. You need anointing. I'm telling you, all great people, you know in the Bible, there was anointing involved. You need anointing. Anointing. Imagine Jesus. He never became crushed until he was anointed. And guess who anointed him? A prostitute. And the heading of the topic says, Jesus anointed in Bethany. Hmm? Now you read the story. It's a prostitute. She came with oil. So in other words, God has nothing to do with the one who is holding the anointing. But what God is so much concerned is the anointing. I don't care whether you are a prostitute of taking the oil from major one. But that oil will work wherever you go. It's not about you. It's about God, the Holy Spirit in the oil. You may be a sinner as long as there's anointing oil. That anointing oil can work miracles. You need anointing. There was no soul without being anointed. There was no David without being anointed. Are you understanding that? So you need the anointing because the anointing of the Holy Ghost 
is what wakes. Oh, are you here right? Whatsoever is happening right here is not me. It's the anointing. Oh, what's happening right here is anointing. You need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. For you to fulfill your prophetic destiny. Every person who was anointed fulfilled their destiny. You need anointing. And number six, you need what? You need to save the Lord. I'm telling you, I have seen so many people who they have become what they always dreamt to be because they obeyed serving God. I gave you an example of Obed Edom who by serving God, by accepting the ark into his house, the Bible says within 30 days, everything in his house was blessed. Do you hear that? Everything in his house was blessed. Everything. I mean everything. And I told you, including rats. <laughs> we are blessed. I told you. You put, you put your tomatoes over there, rats won't eat them. You put cheese, it's eaten. Sausage eaten. Tomato, no, I can't eat, I'm blessed. <laughs> blessed rats. But when you, when, you are, when you are struggling, when you are poor, rats eat everything. You put your clothes eaten. What type of rats eat clothes? I mean, you put your Bible, you find your Bible eaten on the corner. Your Bible is eaten on the corner. Like, well, what, what's going on? Green pepper, gone. Chili. <laughs> they have no food. They have nothing to eat. <laughs> oh, then Adam, the Bible says he was blessed. And everything in his house was blessed. Not, not the rats in a poor home that eat soap. <laughs> <laughs> soap gone. You look for soap. I left my soap over here. Where's my soap? You fight in the house. You fight in the house. Five days later, you find a small corner piece remaining somewhere else. What happened? Rats. This shall never be your portion again. Oh, yes, daddy. The Bible says, the Bible says, in the book of Romans, it says what? It says, all things work together for those who love God. It doesn't end there. 
For those who are called according to his purpose. What is his purpose? The prophetic destiny that he wants you to achieve. So when you understand the prophetic destiny, you are a candidate of everything to be going, to be moving, to be working together for your own good. It's being called by wrong people. You're not called for his purpose and you're called in a scripture. It's wrong. It's not for everybody. Find the purpose. What's the purpose of God in your life? What is the purpose of God in you? God wants to achieve his purpose. Raise up your hands. I'm hearing prophet. Hallelujah. So you must understand, serving God, very important. That's Romans 8, 28. Right, so it's very important to understand the will of God and his purpose. Tell the neighbor next to you, understand the purpose of God. In your life. In your life. All right, so number seven is what? Deliverance. It's a step you must take for you to fulfill the prophetic destiny. I gave example of a woman by the name what? Mary Magdalene, who had deceiving demons. Not only her, but Joanna and other women, including Susanna, who was married to Herod Stewart. And I spoke to you, I said, these women had demons. They never reached their prophetic destiny of helping the ministry of Jesus because they had demons. Until Jesus, the Bible says, he delivered them. When he delivered them, we hear the Bible saying, they began to help the ministry of Jesus for they sold their properties. These women went into real estate. They became millionaires because demons were out. What was hindering them were out. So you need deliverance there might be a wrong foundation, evil foundation in your life. Now, I told you, but reaching a prophetic destiny, as I said, you need deliverance, you need a prophet. All right, so listen. But <laughs> there are things to be observed for you to reach in the prophetic destiny. And I mentioned to you, I said, the Bible says, Jesus will come from the root of David. And it was prophesied that it will actually be from Bethlehem where he will be born. And it was prophesied from Isaiah 7 that the one to qualify must be a vision. Mm. And I told you, you can't say, I I'm going to reach my prophetic destiny. I'm going to reach my prophetic without observing some certain things. So you, you, you can't. So you must be a vision. So Mary, she knew it must be a vision. And men were coming to propose. She was like, no. Where are you from? I'm from Galilee. No, no, no. The prophecy is not saying Galilee. 
Where are you from? A guy is like, uh, <clears throat> I'm from Judea. Like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Where are you from? The guy said, I'm from Bethlehem. He said, yes, I connect. <laughs> she knew, you must understand. For the prophecy to be fulfilled, you must be a virgin, and the man must be from Bethlehem. Because, and the angel comes, and he says to her, that you shall conceive exactly all the requirements were met. You can't, you, you want to fulfill the, your destiny in marriage? Okay. And you, you're expecting a God-fearing man? then you must also observe some certain things. Because no any God-fearing man will marry a woman of short temper. It won't happen. You must start seeing how important and the value you have. One time I was in a bus when I was still at school. I, I was in a bus. So, and I used to travel a lot. So much of my stories, much of my stories, I was in a bus. I won't tell you I was driving, no. <laughs> I won't say I was driving. I used to be in buses like every single day. I had to go somewhere and preach. So one time I was in a bus, and I'm sitting here, and there's a lady sitting here, all right? And she was wearing something that actually it was starting from here and it was ending here. She was holding an expensive phone. She was busy on her phone. Busy on her phone, and, and you know, She's busy on the phone. And I'm sitting like this, and, and she's sitting next to me. I'm like, Jesus. What's going on in this So some, some people who know me, they'll be greeting me. And, and unfortunately, you know, these buses that have got three chairs this side and two chairs this side. So I'm sitting with her. And people who know me, they're greeting me and they're greeting her, thinking we're together. I'm like... <laughs> I, I felt... I was like... <laughs> you know... When it rains, it pours. And trust you me, that day, I don't, know from, I don't know for what reasons, but I had just so many people in the bus who knew me. And later they were coming to greet me and greet her. <laughs> so I said, well, uh -uh, let me be a gentleman. So, you know... Uh, I bought a news without even willing to buy a news. I must have something in my hand and I'm trying to think like what I must I do here. So, so I'm holding the news and I'm, you know, 
I'm absent minded that sometimes you even put your news upside down. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm holding a news. And I'm holding a news. And she's sitting here. So I'm like, but I, I must preach to her. So I tell her, I'm like, hi. She's like, hi. And she's eating, and she's eating a chewing gum. Do you know chewing gum girls? Exactly. She was like those. They kept on eating chewing gum for one hour. And you even wonder, is this chewing gum not finishing? And they eat in an irritating way. I'm like, and most of the times they are rude. I'm like, hi, hi. She's on the phone. So watch what I said to her and see what happened. And I said to her, I said, that's an expensive phone. She said, thank you. And she's on the phone. And I'm like, so what's next now? <laughs> you know, she's trying to give me like, she's not interested to talk to me. So <clears throat> I woke up, you know, and then I'm stretching myself and I sat down again. And she knew he was talking to me, this guy. <laughs> and I, I'm like, okay, so um, uh, where are you from? So she was like, I know I, I, I school. There's another school called NRC in Malawi. It's a natural resources college. So she's like, I know I'm from that school. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, my brother used to be there. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, it's, it's working. Well, I, said, <laughs> I, said, I said to her, I said, I said, do you, have, do you have any Christian organization at your school? She was like, yes. In fact, I even go to one of those prayers. I'm like, good. I think I have a platform to talk to this young girl. If I'm saying she was wearing something, starting from here, ending here, you must understand him. So I said to her, I said to her, I said, I said to her, can I talk to you about, about, about Christianity? She said, yes. So I opened um, Ephesians chapter 1 and also Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. I remember very well. And I began to share with her. And she was like, she, was like she knows the Bible. She'd be coming, instead of receiving, she'd be like, yeah, you're right. There's some people. And I'm, she's throwing it back to me and I'm trying to talk to her. Then I, 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 I now had boldness. I said to her, I said, lady, do you see your phone? She said, yes. I said, your phone and you, what is more important? She said, me. I said, what's more expensive? She said, me. I said, well, listen, you have covered your phone with a protector. You have covered the screen of your phone with a protector. And you have not covered yourself. I said, what is more expensive between your phone and your body? I'm telling you, she now began to, to now see that she's not actually dressing. Um, um, I said, wait, I said, wait. I said, this phone 
going to be lost and you're going to buy another one. But your life, you can't buy another one. Trust you me, this girl in her heart, you see, and I come on talking to her, I said, I said, I said, what happened? I said, you know, after I spoke to her, she, she began to cry. You know, being a prophet, I, I gave like six, seven, you know, word of knowledge and uh, names and, and bank accounts and, and uh, you know, the address and everything. And she was, she was in tears. So I asked her a question. I said, when, when, I said, when you want to get married, what type of a man do you want? She's like, me, I want a man who fears God. I said, they don't marry women like dressing like this. If you want to, if you want to reach your prophetic destiny, there are some things you must observe. The Bible says, the Bible says what? The one to call the prophetic destiny of the Messiah must be a virgin. She was a virgin. Must from Bethlehem. She accepted a Bethlehemite. So there's some certain things you must observe. And yesterday I spoke to you about requirements. Requirements to fulfill the prophetic destiny. Of which number one I said is what? You need the requirement of grace. Trust you me, if there are 20 people here, one has grace. Trust you me, the 19, they are wasting their time. They're going to be praying for the same thing, and you're going to be praying for the same thing, and they're going to be fasting in the 19. You with grace, not fasting. But your story is going to be changing than theirs. Because grace, grace supersedes works. I told you, I said, I am in this, I am preaching over here on the pulpit. This is grace. There are men of God who are moving house by house, encouraging their members, moving, in fact, evangelizing, telling their members, moving, how, and I don't do that. But I've got a bigger ministry sometimes than them. Not because it's me, but the grace. The life I am living today was once a prayer point. What I am now was once a prayer request. I used to pray for this. I used to pray for this. I remember I used to pray for the TV. God, I want to reach out using the TV. Oh, when I look at the TV... I'm like, wow, it was a prayer request before. God, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to pre- represent you nice. I want to dress nice, nice suits. When I see myself. Mm. When I see myself now. I'm like, wow, this used to be what? God, I want a woman who can help me to save you. I want a woman. When I see her. 
was a prayer point. Sit down. It was a prayer point. Father, I want, I want nice cars when I'm driving. You know, people are just going to be laughing at us when I look at my cars. God, I, I want, I want to, to move to all over the world and preach. Hey, I have moved in so many countries, preach. The life I am living was once a prayer petition. Keep on praying. Are you hearing me? Keep on praying. The life I live was once a prayer point. Keep on praying. Oh my goodness. I wonder when I see people just staying and like they're cool. And what I will be in the next two years from now is my prayer point of today. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. I'm praying. I'm speaking to God. Somebody said, me too. Get connected to the most influential prophet of our times by simply subscribing to Major One Connect, a user-friendly mobile application where you watch Prophetic Channel 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply download, install, and subscribe. On this app, you will get your personalized prayer for healing, breakthrough, and salvation messages. Enjoy the amazing features of Major One Connect from wherever you are around the world. Available on both Android and iOS. Do you need a prayer for healing, breakthrough? Pray along with Major One. Distance is not a barrier. Connect in faith as you witness God's healing power. Receive your healing. Listen to Major One, the most influential prophetic voice, and get inspired with unique revelations now. Major One Connect. Just raise up a hand. Find the name of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the praises of your power. And thank you, God, because of your promise on the cross. And thank you, God, for the finished work on the cross. Tonight, we are hungry and we're thirsty for you. All we need is you. All we want is you. We need more and more and more of you. God, pour out your spirit once again in this place. Let the presence of your power saturate this place and let the anointing Destroy every yoke of bondage. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everyone say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Luke 18, verse 31. Luke 18, verse 31. Hope. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, 
we are going up to Jerusalem. And all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. Is this Jesus? Is this Jesus? Did you hear what he said? He said, we're going to go to Jerusalem for one reason. What is written about me by the prophets to be done? So positioning yourself for a prophetic destiny. Write it down. Positioning yourself for a prophetic destiny. That's what I'll be talking about tonight. Positioning yourself. Positioning yourself. It's very important to understand the word positioning. It's another story to have people coming to God and saying, um, I, I want a prophetic destiny. But it's also another story to have somebody positioning himself into something or for something. Now here we are dealing with how one can position themselves for a destiny. A prophetic destiny. How do you pro, um, proclaim something that you are not ready for it? So prophet, I've been praying for what you've been talking about and all the teachings, but I want to know one thing. How do I get there into my prophetic destiny? So, I didn't mention, I think, two weeks ago when we began the, the, the topic of uh, prophetic destiny. I once mentioned some few things, but I didn't explain them into an expansion or elaboration. And I want you to have this understanding and information that is very important because so many Christians are praying. They want God to take them into a prophetic destiny, but they are not yet into a prophetic destiny. Do you have somebody here tonight who say, Prophet, I want, I want, I want my prophetic destiny. I have somebody right here? Now, all right. So if you have that willingness, if you have that effort, that attitude, that zeal to reach your prophetic destiny, then hear this. All right, so two weeks ago, I mentioned some few things. I will take you through what I said last week, and then I'm going to take you through what I want to share with you today. So, two weeks ago I said, if a person wants to achieve a prophetic destiny, number one, you must know that every person here, you were born again, according to John chapter 1. All right, give me John 1. From verse 11, the Bible says, He came for his own, and his own received him not. But for those who received him were given the authority, right, power to become sons of God. Now, in verse 13, it says, These are not born, hmm, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but Born again by the will of God. So there was nobody who sat down and said, she must be born again. It was a program arranged in heaven. 
It was a heaven arrangement. Am I talking to somebody right here? Nobody can claim that it's them who decided for your salvation. God decided. He was, I am looking for this woman to come to me. And the Bible says nobody can come to the Father except through the Son. And the Son, Jesus, he says, you cannot come to, the, to me unless my Father calls you. So you are here tonight because God declared you to be his child. You cannot come to Jesus unless the Father calls you. So you are the God of God. How many believe that? How many believe that? Now, so if you're here and, and, and you believe that, that's the most important thing to talk about. You must know you were not just born again by the will of flesh or by the human ambitions. You see, you, you may be born again by accident, but you are not born again by accident. You may be born from your mother. You may be born from your, 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 your dad. According to them, you are born by accident. But being born again is not by accident. It is by the will of God. He decided for you to be born again. You are not just a local human being out there. You are the child of God, redeemed, known by heaven. The blood made something on you, worked on you, washed you, perfected you. You were forgiven. God knew you were coming in the kingdom. So when you sit down, don't think like, okay, am I not in heaven and does God know about me? He does. He knows you by name. He knows you. But my fear is when you are being born again, you see, it's not like he decided the day you are being born again for you to be born again. No, it didn't happen that way. In fact, before you were born, he knew you. And when you were born, he knew you. All the time you were messing up, moving around and messing up, he knew you. And he knew there would be a day you'd be born again. And that day came and you were saved. And now you're in the church and you're in the overflow. Oh, we have those from the overflow. And some are home watching. And they're just watching there. And according to them, according to them, they think they're just watching. And that's the biggest problem. Nothing happens just like that. For nothing in the kingdom of God. If you believe, raise up a hand and say, Prophet, I believe. So it is of great importance for you to understand this. I really am I'm in a serious business of looking for people who can find themselves who they are, or else my preaching is in a van. So many people who don't even know who they are. Just wandering to and fro. Just moving up and down without knowing who you are. It's very dangerous. You must find yourself who you are. Tell the neighbor next to you, find yourself who you are. Very important. So, as I said before, God knew you before you were born. You got born again, you got saved. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He also knows you are trying your best not to be weak. 
He knows that. He knows you. <laughs> yeah, you see, we are those people who go like, oh, God, today is the last day. I, I will never do this thing again. And then they do it again. And like, this time around, I'm so serious. <laughs> and then they go, they do it again. They keep on repenting and, and repent. And, go. and then the Bible says, I write to you children because your sins are forgiven on account of his name. So because now you, 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 you are now behaving like a child in the spirit. So your prayer changes from thank you God to forgive me. Every time when angels look at you, they know you're about to say, forgive me. <laughs> so it's either you are saying, give me, or forgive me. All right, so the word of the Lord is so strange to strangers. Because you look so strange. It's like all the times, like, it's like you, you feel like there's nothing right you're doing. And the devil capitalizes on your weaknesses. And he tells you, 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 you are not worthy. You are a sinner. You are like this. And that draws you so down. Say after me, I am holy. I am the righteousness of God. I am the seed of Abraham. Say it again. I am the seed of Abraham. I am the child of God. It's very important for us tonight to look at how can you how can you find yourself in a prophetic destiny? There are steps that you must follow for you to reach your prophetic destiny because God wants to use you. There is a place for you in the kingdom. You see, when I am leaving, I normally say this to all of you. I normally say, I don't behave like a Christian who is just a Christian a random Christian moving in the streets, oh, I'm a child of God, and, and, and just like all other Christians, you know, or you meet at school, or you meet in the market, or you meet in the, in the working place. No. I know. I, I'm not just a Christian. I belong to a kingdom. And there is a king in that kingdom. Uh, you didn't hear that. Where you are, you belong to a kingdom. Don't just walk like any other normal human being walking in the street. You are not normal. Say, so I'm, I'm a child of God. So I belong to a kingdom. Don't live normal. Don't be. And tonight, I just want you to find yourself. And I gave you step seven steps. To follow for you to reach your prophetic destiny. Number one, I said, is what? Those are not steps. Those are requirements. Number one, I said, what? <clears throat> I 
You need a problem. If you want to reach a prophetic destiny, you need a problem. I'm telling you. And I told you, I said it actually took a problem. 90% of you, it took a problem for you to be here. You were like, I need, I need God. I'm going to go to church. I need God. And you came over here and you were like, and okay, I came for a problem. I came for a problem. Before you know it, you are speaking in tongues. Oh, what's going on right here? And before we know it, you are a member of the church. And before we know it, you are here. And nobody can take you out. What happened? What happened? You needed a problem for you to reach your prophetic destiny. So now you're in church. Another problem is over you. You got a rent. You got so many things. Bills. You haven't paid. A lot of things are coming on your way. Why are they coming? Yes. Yes. Joseph needed to be sold. He, he, he had to. To be a slave. In order to be. The prime minister of Egypt. Oh, your problem is supposed to take you to your prophetic destiny. And I promise you, after this situation, after your problem, after this moment, you're going to go higher in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Daddy. Joseph was a man of a prophetic destiny. God said to him that I want you to be a ruler of your family, of your brothers. And he said to his brothers, he said, God said, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, and he was hated for that. Because dreamers are always hated. The reason why people hate you is because you're a dreamer. You see yourself bigger. You see oh, yourself yes. greater. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, we are hearing, daddy. All the times dreamers are hated. Praise be to God. So when they see you coming to church and they'll be like, oh, eh, eh, ever since you began to go to church, nothing is changing on you. And, and you keep on telling them. You say, word, watch my moment. Just, just watch a little bit longer. Wait a little bit longer. And they'll be like, mm, bushili, bushili on all the nonsense. And you tell, and they hate you because you are a dreamer, because you come over here. Jeez. Bring it to him, daddy. Oh, God. Number one step you need is a problem. You needed this. You need this problem. Because in, in, in a little, in a little while, in a little while, the man with a problem. Do you understand? David needed Goliath in order to become the king. You are not hearing. You are not even hearing. Saul, Saul, King Saul, needed his donkeys to be lost. Imagine his donkeys if it was his business. His, his father's donkeys were missing in order for him to be anointed. Without the missing donkeys, there was no King Saul. You need a problem somewhere else. Oh, yes. 
Am I talking to someone with a problem? Do I have somebody with a problem right here? Now, 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 now. I'm talking to somebody right here. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you need a problem. So, I told you, that's the first step, right? You need what? How many here have a problem? <laughs> you have a problem, right? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you need this, you need this. <laughs> Pastor James, you have a problem? Big ones, you need them. <laughs> and somebody came to me, it's like, do men of God also have problems? I said big ones. You need a problem because, listen, you will never reach your destiny without... I have never seen it. Even Jesus, he must die in order for him to become a savior. Moses, he must be hid in the river. In order to go to the Paris, you're not even hearing what I'm trying to say, right? You will never go and reach your destiny without a challenge. You need a problem. Tell your neighbor, come on, encourage them. You need a problem, brother. You need a problem, sister. Are they hearing you, right? So don't go like, oh, I don't know. I think God is not healing me. I've been praying for a long time and there's nothing happening. And I think God is not healing me. No. Let them come. Listen. The Bible never said, the Bible never said, enemies want to come. The Bible says they shall come in one direction. They shall come out of you. <laughs> Wait, the, the Bible, the Bible didn't say they won't come. The, the word of the Lord says they shall come. In fact, in one direction. One problem after another problem. One problem after another problem. But they shall come. Scatter in seven directions. Woo! So, number one, you need a problem. You hear that? Do you have a problem? Do you have a problem? But do you know how the end will be? Do you know how the end will be? You see, so Jesus in the New Testament, he comes out, he says, I must go to Jerusalem so that what is written about me by the prophets must come to pass. The same Bible, he used the same Bible, folks. Jesus used the same Bible. He's like, what's written about him must come to pass. But how many here says that? 
How many here that say, what's written about me in this word must come to pass? Every word there is trying to describe your prophetic destiny. How things were earned. The word of the Lord says many are the problems of the righteous. But the Lord shall deliver him from them all. The Bible says affliction comes, yes. But affliction will never come for the second time. It's in the Bible. Jesus was reading the same Bible. And he says, I must go to Jerusalem. First problems, as the prophet said, and also prophets said, I will resurrect. So why don't we also attach our destinies with the word of the Lord? Because Jesus attaches his destiny with the Bible. He says, what's written about me must come to pass. And in fact, he says, by the prophets. Are you here? So you are sitting right there. What's here in the Bible? The Bible says, the Bible says, many are the problems of the righteous. The Bible didn't say there are no problems of the righteous. It says, many are the problems of the righteous. But the Lord shall deliver him from them all. Not from some of them, but from them all. You see, one by one, 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 I fear nothing. Tell them, I fear nothing. So number one, you need what? That's the first step. And number two, you need opposition. And I told you, without opposition, there is no position. Listen to me. All right, look, look, look at those lights. Do you see them? You see those lights, right? Do you know, do you know those lights to, to, for them to give you light? There is a positive and a negative what? No, no, no. You will never, you will never have light with a positive energy. You need negative wire and a positive. Now, you are the positive to yourself. You always think good things to yourself. You are the positive currency. But, but, but uh, I mean positive current. But you now need, you need the negative for you to produce light. So the world out there will talk bad of you. And you talk good of yourself. When we combine the two, you shall produce the light. How many are hearing it? Tell your neighbor, you need, you need both. You need both. So when you have got problems and they have got huge solutions, when we combine them, you shall produce kinetic energy. Are you here? 
Tell the neighbor next to you, you need this. And they're healing you. So, number one, you need a problem. Number two, you need opposition. And number three, you need you need a prophet. For God to intervene, he said, he said to Moses, I have heard their cry. I have heard their prayer. But I have come down unto you. Who? The prophet. I, I thought God heard their prayer and their cry and God would come down unto them. That's Exodus 3. But God said, I have come down unto you. And I'm sending you to go and redeem my people. To go and deliver my people. All your prayers, when you cry to God and when you pray, when you do all what you want to do, God will be saying to a prophet, I have heard his cry. I have heard his prayer. Go and deliver him. Did you hear that? So you'll be like, I have been praying for a long time and, and I'm believing God for a miracle and, and I believe and, and miracles going to happen and you're looking at God and God is looking at a prophet. Having a prophet in your midst is not enough. But the revelation of that prophet settles everything. Do you know Moses was in their midst in Pharaoh's house in their midst. In fact, one day he was actually with them when he witnessed one man killing a Jew and he became angry and killed the person too and ran away from Egypt. All that time he was already Moses. He was in their midst. But he was no use if there's no revelation. Get connected to the most influential prophet of our times by simply subscribing to Major One Connect, a user-friendly mobile application where you watch Prophetic Channel 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply download, install, and subscribe. On this app, you will get your personalized prayer for healing, breakthrough, and salvation messages. Enjoy the amazing features of Major One Connect from wherever you are around the world. Available on both Android and iOS. Do you need a prayer for healing, breakthrough? Pray along with Major One. Distance is not a barrier. Connect in faith as you witness God's healing power. Receive your healing. Listen to Major One, the most influential prophetic voice, and get inspired with unique revelations now. Major One Connect. So you, 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 you need grace. It's a requirement. Grace. Apostle Paul said, I am who I am. I am what I am. Bye. The grace 
So imagine all what we, we, we admire of Paul. All those achievements he achieved. All the destiny fulfilled by the grace. So you require grace. You require grace. Receive it. Number two, you require what? Prayer. 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 Jesus, he knew. There's a prophetic destiny for me to fulfill. But the Bible says he went to pray until his tears turned into blood. He prayed until he was transformed. He knew he's a son of God. He's going to die. He will resurrect. But he didn't, he didn't take it very light like that. He went into prayer. He went into fasting for 40 days. For you to fulfill your prophetic destiny, you must be prayerful. You need to be so prayerful. I said, okay, I'm going to church. When it's time for church, you come into church in the morning. <clears throat> you are like a secular person. No. Christianity is all that. Be prayerful. Pray. Number three requirement. You need prophetic anointing. I told you, you need prophetic anointing. There are things you can achieve just by being sons and daughters of a prophet. Just by his anointing. Under the anointing of my father, you can achieve a lot. I'm telling you. Elisha was not a prophet, he was a farmer. But his association with Elijah, he did double what Elijah did. Prophetic anointing. And when we also looked at another point, we said well, you need the Holy Spirit. Luke 1 verse 35. The Bible says what? She asked the question, yes, I'm a vision. Yes, he's from Bethlehem. But how will this thing happen? How will I fulfill my destiny of bringing forth a son? The angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. Ha, 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 ha. He said, oh, you want to know how? The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. You shall be overshadowed by the Spirit of God. And what shall come out of you shall be called the Son of God. So you need the Holy Spirit. A lost paracletos. Raise up your hands. Just speak in tongues a little bit. Just speak in tongues. Pray. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Parego sofredige. Arahato pe eriamandush oskopra. Meiru sofra adige maanos. The Holy Spirit on you. Receive the Holy Ghost. You will achieve great things. You will produce a prophetic destiny. You're going to give birth to your destiny. There is greatness inside of you. The Holy Ghost will bring it out. The Holy Spirit will bring your destiny out. 
the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit will bring your destiny out. Yes, 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 yes. Barakakapranigos. There is greatness. Your greatness is coming out. The world is about to see it. The people will see it. The neighbors will see it. Your family will see it. It will not be hidden. The Holy Ghost will make it happen. Keep on praying right now. Keep on praying right now. In Jesus' name. Sit down for a moment. Darama suta karigos kopra, miru sura nika, harano siraman, diro siradira sita, mekuratiro sia, meratia parate, meratia parate, parano sia paradike, riko sopra namade, diro sia mane mata. Jesus, you need the Holy Ghost. The woman said, I don't know any man. How will this thing happen? I have no qualification. I have no idea. How would I do it? The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. He shall do it. Are you hearing me, somebody? Jesus. He's in the grave. He is dead in the grave. The Bible says, suddenly, the Holy Ghost came in the grave and resurrected him. And the Bible says, the same power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. If he remains in you, he shall, he shall, he shall vitalize. Rejuvenate your mortal body. You need the Holy Ghost to fulfill what you want to do. So I receive the Holy Ghost. I receive the Holy Spirit. Sit down for a moment. Don't take him for granted. He will do so much on you. He is working on you right now. Never listen to the voice of the devil. You are not demon possessed. You are Holy Ghost possessed. You are possessed of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. Somebody say I have the Holy Ghost on me. I have the Spirit of God in me. Imagine, Samson, enemies came, 5,000 men came to kill Samson. But the Bible says, and the Holy Ghost came upon him. And he killed all the 5,000. You need him. You need him. You need the Holy Ghost. Don't forget, don't forget, you need the Holy Ghost. Every time in the morning, before you, walk, before you walk out of your house, say this statement, Holy Ghost, walk with me. 
Holy Spirit, go with me. Even as simple as that, as short as that, Holy Spirit, give me direction. Holy Spirit, protect me. Holy Spirit, help me today. Somebody shout hallelujah. is involved. <laughs> hey, impossibles become possible. You'll be shocked. You will be shocked. You're going to receive a contract you never applied for. 200 million. You will be like And they will tell you, we're going to give you 100 million in advance. You'll be like, when the Holy Spirit is involved, you wonder. So we said you need number one, the grace. Two, prayer. Number three, Prophetic anointing. And number four? The whole number five? You need a destiny helper. You need a what? Not destiny destroyers. And I told you, me, I all the times connect myself to only those people I know they are my destiny helpers. Trust you me. And I told you, my phone, my phone automatically blocks. If you're not important, my phone will block you automatically. You will think like I've changed my number, I'm not answering you. No, I, my phone is only that it hides your messages. You're not important. No, this is so serious. You must be important in my life as I am important in your life. This message is for you to learn from me. Don't just friend people who are useless. What are they doing into your life? What are their achievements? 
What are they doing for you? How are they helping you? I want to hear somebody telling me, I'm standing with you. I'm praying for you. Oh, give me prayer points. What should I pray for you for this week? I, I want to hear that. Do you have anything else to help for you? Or do you have anything? I have a lot of things I want to, you to help me. I want to hear that. I just, when you have got a problem, are you coming to me? No. You are not important. I don't need you. You must be of importance. I want to hear you say. What are you saying? What are you saying? What value are you adding to what I'm doing? And I told you, I said I've got so many sons all over the world from different churches. I, I said that yesterday, right? I said, you, you, you can't say a son and you don't bring tithe. Oh, you don't give tithe and, and, and of what importance are you as a son? You have nothing you to offer. Do you have anything I should help? Yes. I have got so many things. So many things. Try to ask and see if I have nothing. I have so many things. So you must be a destiny helper. I must see you helping my destiny. I'm helping you too. And that's what I said to you. Don't have Friends who are useless. They become destiny destroyers. They will destroy you. They will waste your time and have nothing at the end of the day. I want to hear sons, I want to hear daughters who say, can we try this? Or um, this, or, or I'm seeing here, or, there's a, or maybe should we try this? You must think for your father. You must be of importance. Not occupying my specimen phone. <laughs> and such people, they keep on bothering you, calling the whole day and texting, and they want your attention. My phone automatically removes you. It's not me, it's my phone. You must be a destiny helper. And I told you when you are getting married. You, yes, I, I'm going to, uh, my friend, uh, she's, she's a model. And uh, she's a model on, on Instagram. I want her to be at my wedding. Hallelujah. Shut up. <laughs> Take, find, find women, your fellow women or, or, or fellow girls who are prayer warriors. To be your what? To stand with you on the wedding day. Not just girls, just, just women out of there. Find way. That day of the wedding is a day of spiritual warfare. I prayed the whole night that night when I was getting married. The whole night. And she had a team praying the whole night. You must do that. Not just say, I'm, I'm getting married. And I told you, I stopped blessing marriages. 
unless I'm so much first. Just know when I, when I blessed your marriage, I was first. I wasn't winning. And I'm not interested. Because you cannot bless it on the altar and end in the court. Why don't you bring it on the altar? Imagine for, for, for the blessing, you want this altar. But when you want to divorce, you don't want any consultation of a pastor. No need of counseling, no need of prayer. You say, no, I hear, no, hey, go your way, go your way. Divorce, divorce. You go. Ah, but when you were getting married, you involved us. I'm not interested. You come here to lie? I do. I do. Do you know what you're doing? I do, I do. Do you know what you are doing? How many here say, I, I want to reach my destiny, prophet, help me. I want to live the life that God made me to live. I want to fulfill the purpose of God in life. I want to achieve what God wants me to achieve. You need destiny helpers. At your wedding day, you need destiny helpers. In a business, you need destiny helpers. Not just people. Are you hearing? You must do something. Don't just say, hey, my father, my father. I'm not interested. In fact, my phone blocked you, eh? No, you, you, you must do something. You must, you must be of value. You must be of importance. I was talking to him almost every day. Almost every, until I saw he's not important. Smartly, I began to, to walk out. I've got an exit way. You, you must be important. He must say to me, how can I help you? Do you have anything I must do? I say, yes. You must be a helper. This must be in you. I am a man of destiny, just like you. I don't play with destiny. I make sure I am surrounded with destiny helpers. People who are there to help me as I'm there to help you. Not just people who just surround me and do nothing? No. You must be of substance. You must be. You must be important. You must. Be. I, I, I don't need your money. I need you. Tell your neighbor I don't need your money. I just need you to be there. so many great men and women 
who are standing with me day and night. Day and night. And most of them, actually, they even don't have my phone number. But they're here. Oh, over here. They're over here. Helping my destiny. May God remember you. You must, you must. Did you hear that? You must, you must, don't surround yourself with just people. Surround yourself with people who are after your interest. They put your interest at heart. That's I know. Oh, uh, we are here for you. Hey, Papa, hey, me and my family, we love you. Okay, you love, okay, so? I don't need that. I need you to be important. You must be part and parcel of my team. Just as I'm part and parcel of your team. You must stand with me. You must, more importantly, I need your prayer. I need your support. I need to say, move on. I need your encouragement. Not after I've preached and I'm so tired. And you're texting me your problem. You're a destiny destroyer. Do you know this? Do you, do you know this, this story of this man who was by the pool of the cider? The man said, I want to go into the water. But I don't have a person to take me in. The question is, who brought you here? So there are people that can bring you somewhere. But they will not take you there to a place where your life can change. It's not about how far we have come together from. It's about how far we're going to go together. I hate people who say, I've been with him for now 10 years now. No. It's not about how far we are coming from. It's about how far we're going to go together. I, I've been so faithful all these years. Oh, forget about the past, it's gone. We're talking about the future. Will you be faithful in the next five years? So you must have destiny help us. Jesus came over there. The man was like, they brought me here, but they failed to take me there into the water. They're happy to see me like this. Jesus said, take your mat and go. <laughs> that's, 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 those are people you must put together around you. Because I, I told you, you cannot surround yourself with nonsense people. Because what you are, it needs great people around you. What is about to be born out of you? You need great people around you. Maybe you don't know who you are. I'm telling you, you need great And the next point was good company. But that was number one. Number six, you need good company. 
You need somebody who can tell you, keep on moving. Somebody who can say, if you're feeling low, they can encourage you. Not just friends who are, who are actually worse than you. They discourage you, they tell you bad stories. All they do is to tell you, have you heard? Have you heard? Every day. You don't need them. Tell them, get out of me. Do they, listen, do they know who you are? Do they know what you are carrying on you? Tell them, I'm expectant, I'm pregnant, I'm about to produce something great. That's a problem. They think you are like one of those. You are not. There is greatness in you. I'm talking to you, so I receive. There is greatness. They are playing with your destiny. I can't see. Not to me. I have no time. I don't entertain nonsense. People have tried and I don't give them a smile. Oh, they are planning this. I said, let them do. I said, let them do it. I'm here. Surround yourself with greatness. Great people are made by great people. One of us said, You cannot afford to surround yourself with the people who are not great. Surround yourself with the people when you are feeling weak spiritually. They call you and say, hi, I've picked up in the spirit that something's wrong with you. They'll be like, ah, yes, yes, it's true. They'll be like, don't worry, I'm praying with you. Can we pray together? You need such people who can call you in the middle of the night and tell you that I'm sensing danger. And you'll be like, yes. I can't sleep the whole night. You need great people around you. You cannot afford to risk all your prophetic destiny by nonsense. Imagine God said to, to Moses, He said, Moses, I'm going to give you Aaron to go with you. And He said, you shall be a God in the eyes of Pharaoh and I shall make Aaron to be your prophet. Surround yourself with greatness. And in the desert, the Lord again said to him, choose 70 people. They will do what you are doing. Surround yourself with them. They must be intelligent. Huh? Not just work worker people. You need great men, great women, because you are a possessor of greatness. Abraham took somebody who is not great along the journey. Guess what? His name was Lot. They ended up fighting every day. Until God said, mm -mm, 
Abraham. Separate yourself. This man will, take, will waste your time. There are some people who are destiny killers. You don't need destiny killers. When you are telling them what you want to be, they always oppose you. They're always like, oh, no. you always, I know. I want to do, I want to do that. No, no, this thing is not working. You, wanna, you, you need people who can believe in your dream. You choose church leaders, church leaders in church. Oh my goodness. You, you choose, you see, all my leaders, they'll tell you, when I was appointing them to be leaders, I never had time with them, but I saw greatness in them. I'm telling you, I do nothing for the church. And I know nothing how the church is moving. But I'm telling you, it's moving so nicely. Because I am surrounded by great leaders. You won't even see them holding microphones here. But they're here. They're sitting down. They're on the stands. Watching the match. We have Apostle Nkomo on the, on the bench. They are watching. They are sitting on the benches. We have where, where, where here. Watching on the... You need great leaders. We have evangelist Fritz. We have all these. We have all these here. We have all these here. The administrator here. They are watching on the bench. Just like, okay. And I just come over here. I've got all this church protocol. I just come over here with the microphone. Hallelujah. Who, who was putting a battery? I don't even know. <laughs> who was putting it? I, I have no idea. <laughs> who is even? I have completely no idea. You need destiny helpers. I'm telling you, I, I don't even stress like, oh, oh, so are the TVs where well, we must, no, I, I don't even know. Oh, no, I, I have no idea. And I'm not interested. You need, I am using my example, not in pride, but I'm using my example for you to say, our father's doing it. Listen, don't surround yourself with the people. How can, how can you have leaders in the church who are opposing you all the times? Have greatness around you. Are you hearing me? Have greatness. You know, when, if, only, if only you can, you can know who you are, Hey, these poor billionaires. You know when you're a poor billionaire? <laughs> you know, when only you can know who you are, the value, how you how you're gonna help your family. Everyone in the family gonna buy them a house, a house, a house, a house. 
they don't know. Ask them where you are, where you are even you. You're, you're even looking for a house. So how can you think of, of helping your family? Because where you are, you are renting. In fact, they, are, they have even changed you already. So because of all these problems, they make you forget who you are. You are a savior in that family. There's greatness in you. I believe in you. I, as major one, believe in you. Overflow. Are you hearing me, right? I got so much faith in you. There's greatness in you. So, we are going to another point, which is what? You must understand the purpose of God in your life. This is the most important of them all. If you don't understand the purpose of God in your life, you live a reckless life. You don't know. You don't know what God wants to do on you. You see, Peter didn't even know. Peter didn't even know. He was busy cutting people's ears. Jesus said, only you I'll build my church. <laughs> Peter didn't even know it. He was busy butchering people. <laughs> Jesus said, only you I will build my church. If you understand the purpose of God in your life, if you understand the purpose of God in your life. Very important. If you don't, you will end up living a careless life. You don't know who you are. You, you think you are like regular people. I'm telling you. Gideon was busy in the field. What was he doing? Threshing wheat so that he can keep the wheat, hiding the wheat from the enemy. The same enemy was hiding the wheat from. In the same enemy, the angel said, you have been called by God to go and kill them. But Gideon, a mighty man of, of war, a mighty warrior, he said, not me. I'm from a clan that is not known in Israel. And I'm the least in my family. The angel said, yes, you don't know who you are. Understand who you are. You will be a judge. You will be a ruler of Israel. He said, me. He says, you're going to be the commander in chief of all the armies. He didn't understand it. He was busy in the field. If you don't understand the purpose of God in your life, you'll be busy doing some certain things which are not important. You will waste your time and destroy yourself. Like Samson. Samson was called to finish the Philistines. But he didn't understand the purpose of God in his life. And he ended up messing up, living careless. And he died without finishing the purpose of God. And after understanding the purpose of God, went to another point, which is what? Setting yourself apart. You must set yourself apart. That's the last point, right? 
You must set yourself apart. And I showed you some scriptures where the angel of the Lord came to the wife of Manoah and said, because of the prophetic destiny, you are not allowed to take wine or any alcohol. You are not allowed because you are a person of destiny. And I told you, a person of destiny. There are some certain things, some of us, we don't do them. Not because we are saying it's a sin, but because we know we are set apart. Not more people can do that, but not somebody with the purpose of God. Not somebody with the purpose of God. If God says you have a special purpose, you find yourself smoking. Are you kidding? A, you, you, have a, you have an assignment and you smoke. You are not serious. You have an assignment and you are busy drinking. You are not serious. Set yourself apart. Consecrate yourself. Don't live ordinary life. Set yourself apart. Set yourself apart. You are busy dancing secular music. So, 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 listen. So, what's the difference? In your car, in your car, your playlist on your phone. That's what you listen. What you listen, you become. Set yourself up. You say, me, in my house, the songs of God. In my car, I have set myself apart. I have set my car apart. Even in my car, only worship, only God will be heard in my car. You must know who you are. You must know you, are, you have an assignment. The reason why things are not moving well is because you are not living the life God wants you to live. You have taken a wrong direction and you want God there. Now, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He said what? Then he says, he leads me. Not I lead myself. He leads me. I allow him to take the lead. So you, 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 you lead yourself where you want. I said, God, I want the miracle over here. God said, no, the way is over there. Set yourself apart. Look yourself as a special person who cannot indulge himself into the worldly affairs. You are not a civilian. You are a soldier of God. God is counting on you for your family. God is counting on you for your church. God is counting for, on you for the revival. He's counting on you for the family, for the people, for the poor. He's counting on you. So it's important to position yourself. How do you position yourself? How do you position yourself as I told you? You must first of all understand how important you are. The value of who you are. Two, there must be a knowledge in you that I have got a great responsibility. I carry a big mission. Don't allow destiny destroyers 
to destroy your mission. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. 